This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. The Greg Kelly Show. Here we are. Well, well, well. Um, Hey, I don't want to hear anything about these illegal migrants not being able to assimilate uh, in America, in New York. They're assimilating just fine. I just saw a whole bunch of them beating up on cops. All right. Just like criminals who were born here in New York, right? They're get they're getting the gist. They're catching the flow of things. Goodness gracious. Did you see that? Just absolutely horrific. And and those savages are already out. They're already out of jail. There they are wailing, punching, kicking cops. Cops who are trying to make an arrest. Where do they get the idea that it's okay to beat up on cops? Have they been watching TV at all? Maybe down there in uh, wherever they came from or over there, wherever they came from? I Yeah, I think that's part of it. The whole world has gotten the gist that law enforcement has been delegitimized by the left. Anyway, that is more on that in a little bit. We have to go to Washington, D.C. Why? Because, uh, well, you know, we don't get much out of Congress, right? They basically stink. Uh, it's all about them. You know, when you have to run for re-election as often as they do and when you have to raise that kind of money – they're almost only thinking about themselves. <laughs> they just—they're—they're they're fighting for their survival every day. Even the senators, you know, they get uh, six-year, six-year term, but they are on a relentless fundraising uh, schedule. They have to. They have to raise a lot of money, and if they don't raise a lot of money, um, well, somebody will look at that and say, you know what? I think I can take them. And then somebody else is going to raise a lot of money. So yeah, everyone, it's like a silly arms race. You've got to raise all this money. And um, that's what you're thinking about most of the time. But sometimes, sometimes they break through. You know, social media, the big tech companies, they are destroying, I think, to some degree, all of us a little bit. Like any tool, it can be effective at times. It's uh, It serves its purpose, but it's obviously um, jumped the shark. It's gotten, it's just taken over our lives especially little kids, and what they're subjected to, the pornography, the child pornography, the child exploitation, predators lurking on platforms like Instagram. Instagram is, I I heard something like, it's the number one purveyor of child porn in the world. And what Instagram has done, and Instagram is owned by Facebook, which is owned by Meta, is basically nothing. It's basically nothing. Gosh, imagine that growing up. I mean, how old are you, right? I mean, a lot of us are in our 40s, 50s, maybe even 60s or 70s. Remember pornography when you were growing up? 80% of you don't. 80%. Pornography was a, you know, you had to go and you had to, you had to actually seek it out. And you had to go to some store and you had to actually look at a clerk and you had to do, you had to do a lot of things that a lot of people were just never going to do. Um, and, or your friend had it or whatever, but, now everybody has it in their pocket, including little kids, and they got all kinds of predators out there. And big tech is not doing anything about this, not nothing substantive. So it was kind of great to see our congressmen bashing their heads in a little bit, metaphorically, and the one who really, really did a great job. And this goes beyond just television fireworks, right? Because we've seen these guys, these senators and congressmen, they create a big stir on television, and then nothing happens. 
I actually think something is going to happen. And if you bully, and I do mean bully Mark Zuckerberg, who needs to be bullied, again, letter the re- he, he, he just needs to be beat up on this stuff. He will change because he doesn't like getting bullied. He doesn't like getting yelled at. And he actually, he actually did things before because he was yelled at by Democrats. Remember in 2016, the Trump forces, they use Facebook better than the Democrats and Democrats were so upset and they yelled at him and they screamed at him. And Zuckerberg went back to uh, Facebook headquarters and made Facebook much more Democrat friendly, gave billions of dollars in, I think they call it soft money to, uh, to uh, nonprofits that lean left. And help move the election to Joe Biden in 2020, if in fact, he, you know what I mean. He gave a lot of money and then he claimed credit for actually getting Joe Biden in office. So this was good. This was good. All right. This is Josh Hawley, super smart guy, Republican of Missouri, giving it to Mark Zuckerberg. Go ahead with that, please. So you didn't oh, take any action. You didn't take any action. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? I, Would I, you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? He stands up and looks at him. And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing extremely efforts to uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. You know, why, Mr. Zuckerberg, why should your company not be sued for this? Why is it that you can claim you hide behind a liability shield? You can't be held accountable. Shouldn't. All right, goes on like that. And they do have this weird protection under section, I think, 230. You know, they're a publisher or they're not a publisher, whatever it is. You, it's very, very difficult, if not impossible, if not illegal, to sue a big tech company. Uh, I think only the government can. And strangely, the Federal Trade, Trade Commission, they are actually going after, uh, let's see here, Twitter. They're going after Facebook on some on some trade issues, but they're not going after TikTok. Now, why would they not go after TikTok? TikTok is from China, and uh, Joe has a lot of interest in China. So let's see here. I just, I think it was a moment. It was a moment to see that guy stand up and turn to the audience and actually semi-apologize. All right, the next one I want to hear from is, let's see, who do we got? I think this is Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, another uh, brilliant man. I know he's obnoxious. I know he's tough to take. But, man, he was good today. Go for it. The second to last one. Then had a lot. Oh, all right. Well, then let's hear uh, let's hear uh, Tom Cotton. Oh, Tom Cotton kind of stepped on it a little bit. They're yeah, getting... I think they then had a lawsuit and it was overturned. I, I can't remember the details. No, no, it, it's it, another it was company. The Biden administration that reversed those sanctions, just like by the way they reversed the terrorist designation on the Houthi te- Houthis in Yemen. How's that working out for them? But it was sanctioned as a Chinese communist military company. So. You said today, as you often say, that you live in Singapore. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? 
Senator, I served my nation in Singapore. No, I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two two and a half years in Singapore. Do you have any other other passports from any other nations? No, Senator. Your wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's correct. Have you ever applied for American citizenship? No, not yet. Okay. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? No, Senator. Again, I'm Singaporean. Let me ask you some hopefully simple questions. You said earlier, in response to your question, that what happened at Tiananmen Square in June of 1989 was a massive protest. Anything else happen in Tiananmen Square? Yes, I think it's well documented. There was a massacre. Uh, There was an indiscriminate slaughter of hundreds or thousands of Chinese citizens. Do you agree with the Trump administration and the Biden administration that the Chinese government is committing genocide against the Uyghur people? Senator, I've said this before. I think it's really important that anyone who cares about this topic or any topic can freely express themselves on TikTok. It's a very simple question that unites both parties in our country and governments around the world. Is the Chinese government committing genocide against the Uyghur people? Senator, anyone, including, you know, you can come and talk about this topic. I'm asking you, yes You are a worldly, cosmopolitan, well-educated man who's expressed many opinions on many topics. Is the Chinese government committing genocide against the Uyghur people? Actually, Senator, I talk mainly about my company, and I'm here to talk about what TikTok does. Yes or no? You're here to give testimony that's truthful and honest and complete. Let me ask you this. Joe Biden last year said that Xi Jinping was a dictator. Do you agree with Joe Biden? Is Xi Jinping a dictator? Senator, I, I'm not going to comment on any world leaders. What? Hmm. Uh, he couldn't even stick up for the Uyghurs, whoever they are. <laughs> I'm sorry. They are the Muslim minority in China, and they have been abused by the Communist Party. And, yeah, everybody seems to agree it's genocide. He doesn't want to antagonize China, obviously, Mr. Xu. That's uh, if it is, if that is his real name. <laughs> I know it. Everyone's trying to say that Tom Cotton was... Out of line. No, he wasn't out of line. It's fine. Hey, by the way, Singapore is... um... (laughs) Don't go to Singapore unless you plan to be very neat and clean, okay? (laughs) If they catch you uh, spitting your gum out on the sidewalk, you may be uh, dying in Singapore. (laughs) They're they're, they're, they're just very, very, very intense and strict. All right. uh, I think we have... Now we have Ted Cruz... um... Yeah, they give him a hard time. I don't know what it is. He is so smart that he, like, he's one of those smart guys. He doesn't really pick up on a lot of social cues. Oh, and he's also kind of arrogant because nobody around him is as smart as he is, and that can come off. But you put him behind that podium, and you put him on that committee doing Senate stuff. He's great. Uh, Ted Cruz. Instagram also displayed the following warning screen to individuals who were searching for child abuse material. These results may contain images of child sexual abuse. And then you gave users two choices. Get resources or see results anyway. Mr. Zuckerberg, what the hell were you thinking? All right, Senator. Um, the, the, the basic science behind that is that when people are searching for something that is problematic, it's often helpful to 
rather than just blocking it to help direct them towards something that um, that could be helpful for getting them to get help. In, in what I also, understand, get resources. In what sane universe is there a link for C results anyway? Well, because we might be wrong. We we try to trigger this this uh, warning, or we tried to, um, when we. Th- think that there's any chance that the results Okay, you might, might be, be wrong. Let me ask you, how many times was this warning screen displayed? I don't know, but the... But the hey, you don't know. Why don't you know? I, I, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. Hmm, hmm. He's a little bit squirrely, that uh, Zuckerberg, but he was sweating. He was literally uh, sweating. And uh, I think it's, um, I don't know, is this a game changer? I think we, do we have another clip? We have one more of these things? All right. Um... Instagram is addictive. It is. Now, not everything that's addictive is terrible. Not everything that is, um, well, too much of anything is bad. Teenage girls looking at this stuff. Then again, I like to look at watches all day long. And yes, sometimes, well, sometimes it presents a lot of things that we don't need in our lives. And have you been by a table, a family at a restaurant, and everybody's on a phone, right? I'm on my phone. My wife's on her phone. The kids are looking at an iPad. Even we have done it. Even we have done it. I'd like to see something. And I think it's just too, it's too big for us to handle. What should happen is the government should take social media and take big tech away from big tech. Uh, we can't trust people like Zuckerberg. We can't trust whoever the hell's in charge of, 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 um, of Twitter. We can't, I'm sorry. These platforms, actually, we trust Elon Musk. It's tough. It's tough. You know, with the uh, with the telephone. Remember Alexander Graham Bell? We all heard about him. He invented that thing. If we if we did not let's pretend that Alexander Graham Bell would only give the phone to people he agreed with politically. Right. Only Democrats could talk about, uh, you know, how good Joe Biden is on his telephone. Well, it's the private sector, right? That's how it works. If that's what Alexander Graham Bell wants, that's what Alexander Graham Bell gets. Screw that. It's too big. We have to take it from, we would have taken it from Alexander Graham Bell. How about Thomas Edison? Let's pretend that he would only give electricity to people he agreed with politically. Hmm? I mean, private industry, right? He had a patent for that stuff. Would we have stood for that? How long does the patent last anyway? 17 years, 27 years, something like that? No, we would take it from them. This is too big for these uh, uh, baby billionaires like Zuckerberg and uh, and those kids in Silicon Valley. I don't trust them. I don't even like them. They're doing real harm. And this is what we have government for, to protect our kids. Is that too much to ask? Now, I know it would be really hard and possibly we'd have to change the law and maybe even the Constitution to make this happen. But we got to make it happen. Be right back. Greg Kelly. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.
The Greg Kelly Show. So, our guys got killed over there in Jordan. I'm not exactly sure why we have people in Jordan still fighting ISIS. So, three soldiers. You saw them, right? Three of them dead. And uh, I don't understand why Joe Biden says uh, anything other than act he should do rather than say. He said, I made up my mind. And uh, nothing has happened yet. Doesn't that seem kind of amateurish? Doesn't it seem like... I don't know, like, like, like almost there's almost too much. Now the media waits for the reaction. Now we're all waiting for what's going to happen. Actually, we're all kind of forgetting really quick. James Flippin walked in. Hello, James. Hey, Greg. Yeah, I was actually talking with Noam Layden, you know, our news director yesterday, the sa- saying the same thing. I was like, I don't get this whole how this is a news item. Like he's announced what he's he's decided what he's going to do. Like, OK, I just kind of like a pointless thing to say. I mean, really, just do it, right? right. I mean, just take care of it. And uh, we knew the way they were acting, this was bound to happen sooner or later. Um, I don't know. We want certain basic things from our government, you know, um, protect our troops, um, keep the perverted weirdos out of school, keep the pornography out of school, maybe have a border, right? Uh, you know, I'm not asking for much. And I'm not a MAGA right-wing extremist. I mean, I'm MAGA. Either like, oh, mega right wing extreme. What's 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 extremist? What's threatening? One day people will understand that the MAGA agenda is an American agenda. It's totally you can be liberal and MAGA, in my opinion. You can be totally there's nothing in the MAGA agenda that, believe it or not, like that Democrats wouldn't have signed up for. I've got videotape of Barack Obama and Chuck Schumer calling for a border fence in 2005. They wanted the fence. Anyway, is it fair to call it a nationalist movement, nationalist movement? Now, that gets all kinds of, you know, America first. There are all kinds of undertones. But I will say nation nationalist. I mean, yeah, I like America. I like this nation. If you want to put an IST on it. But are you setting me up? Oh, that's like uh, that's like uh, Nazi. That's like right. That that's where you guys that's where that kind of question is going. So. I like America. I like the term America first, though. I think that makes sense. Yeah, right? And they even try to say that's racist somehow. Mm. Uh, you got to look at that beautiful image from 2020 convention, Republican convention of Donald Trump swearing in the new citizens from all over the world, uh, Bangladesh, uh, Africa, uh, all over the place. And what's so beautiful about it, they came here legally, they came here with skills, and they swore an oath to support america and to even take up arms if called for you want you don't have to do that by the way because you were born here wait did you sign up for the selective service yes you did huh i thought i had to i think you have to register by the i know time but see, you never hear that anymore right you no. never hear a, a belief about that look you got to tell us what's going on with this transgender thing in montana is it montana but it could be coming here next Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, you heard about those fans who uh, froze to death outside of some guy's house in Kansas City? The the fans of the football game. They were watching the football game. Just a couple of buddies, and the weirdest thing in the world: three of the guys go outside and stay there and freeze to death. Uh, they're dead, obviously. Uh, no arrests. I I I keep hearing foul play is not suspected. Whenever I hear it, what the hell do they mean by foul play? So what I've read routinely is the Kansas City cops continuing to say that it's not being investigated as a homicide. And there was a part of me that was wondering this morning, like, 
cops do sometimes put things out there that isn't entirely true, right? Like maybe they want somebody to slip up or say something or feel comfortable or whatever. They play sometimes games, head games with the public, actually. But then again, they said, like, like this is categorically <laughs> like not, not a crime. I mean, they were pretty uh, emphatic. Now, I have this piece of information. The guy who hosted the party, who survived, who did not freeze to death, has just checked into rehab. Now, let's see here. The Kansas City Chiefs fan who claimed to be oblivious to his three friends being frozen to death outside his home has checked into rehab. Jordan Willis is facing his addiction head on, a source close to the family told uh, Fox News Digital, calling the death of his friends an enormous wake-up call. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he couldn't hear the doorbell, I guess. I mean, reading between the lines of this story a little bit, I feel like cops kept trying to say, I haven't read where toxicology results have actually come back for the three men who died but it sounded like they were suggesting that drug use was at play here and i know that having covered you know various events for the nypd in recent years there's been stark warnings put out by cops that some of these drugs people don't necessarily usually think of as extremely dangerous like let's say cocaine has fentanyl in it now so these guys have gotten together for the football game they're watching the chiefs the whole thing they're they're college buddies i think Maybe they're drinking. I don't know. So uh, let's go outside where it's 20 degrees and get high. That part of it I don't necessarily understand. I don't know if they went outside to smoke a cigarette and that's when they overdosed or something like that. I really don't know. But it does sound like there could be something to this that's opioid related. Well, the whole thing is really weird. And another reason to don't do drugs. Okay. I'm yeah, pointing I'm, at you, James Flippin. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were. You. I have, ne- I, you I have never and done. You and your weed and your your. <laughs> All that, your shrooms and your... I've never done shrooms. Never done coke. Well, marijuana is bad enough. <laughs> that stuff will make you crazy. Hey, I saw a study. It makes some people psychotic. It made me psychotic a couple of years ago. In 2010, I took it. I had an emotional... I mean, oh my... I almost called the police to rescue me from the house. Really? Yes, it was wow. so bad. I was hallucinating. It was the weirdest thing in the world. I never want to do it again. I never will do it again. Um... And I shouldn't have been doing it then. But uh, statute of limitations, whatever, yeah, I can I talk about safe, it now. Yes. All right. So um, what's going on with the Montana uh, uh, transgender stuff? So this is a story where this family, the Costads, say they lost custody of their 14-year-old child after opposing her interest in changing genders. So what happened was, I guess, um, parents say that this you know, stu- t- girl that they adopted has had some issues at school and in the past also expressed suicidal thoughts. So one of those instances happened at school and a caseworker came to the house, to the family's house in Montana. And the girl, Jennifer, claimed that she drank toilet bowl cleaner and had taken painkillers in an attempt to take her own life. So the caseworker responding to that sent the teen to the hospital. A toxology screen was done and there was no sign of any consumption of toxins. However, stop one second. This is in Montana, right? Correct. Cowboy hats, good old, right? I mean, this is this is a traditional place. Child services shows up at the house, and the kid says, I just drank toilet bowl cleaner. Yes, and took painkillers in an attempt to commit suicide. I think this is one of those scenarios where you kind of want the uh, child services to do something, right? There's right. Some, they have to do something. Right. You can't, I mean, no matter what the parent says, if, the, if that happened, they got to take it seriously. Right. Which is what they did. So they, right. they hospitalized the teen and they did some tests, but the test showed that there wasn't any sign that, you know, she had actually taken these toxins. 
So well, then she be she should be in trouble for a false alarm. Well, she stayed in the hospital for a few days as they monitored and did some tests and stuff like that. That's where staff noticed that Jennifer preferred to be known as Leo and wanted to identify as a male. The parents of the family, the Costads, they say they quickly objected unsuccessfully. And I'm reading a quote here from Krista Kolstad, who um, spoke with Redix. She said, we're very clear, the emergency room staff, as well as CFS, this goes against our values, morals, and religious beliefs. But apparently, Jennifer was eventually moved to a specialized residential You mean care. Leo? Correct. Sorry. I misgendered. Yeah. I, I dead-named, as they say. Um, they were Leo was taken to Wyoming, a residential care facility. You should call the kid Jennifer, by the way. Okay. I was only kidding. All right. <laughs> Whatever, the kid. The now, child. The child what was a, eventually... I mean, this kid. They adopted this kid? Yeah. How it, long ago? Can they return it? Uh, Well, as of now... This the is child a is, lot of hassle. Nobody ch- wants to adopt a kid like this. Let's be real. How old is this child? 14. And the Ugh. child is now living with her biological mother in Canada. Oh, you know what? This is what foster homes are for. Put the kid in the foster home. Uh, I don't, why, well, why? the parents are saying that they still, you know, want to be raising this child and have the child in their custody. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, I'm sure any, you know, as a parent, you can understand all that, right? All right, so right? We're, uh, unless they, you know, start drinking the toilet bowl cleaner and all that other stuff, and they're adopted. Sorry, you guys are looking at me like I'm some sort of monster, all right? Let's, like, all well, right. What do you mean? What's wrong with being adopted? I mean, no, well, nothing's, it's a beautiful thing, adoption. It's totally beautiful. Yeah. But, you know... If you put all this stuff together, the toilet bowl cleaner wants to be called uh, John when, you know, like just like, okay, maybe this kid could, uh, I don't know. I mean, this is not what you're looking for. No. Fair I, enough, I, mean, I guess that's right? fair to say. But you don't exactly get what you sign up for every time you bring I mean, a kid in, right? you know, how do you think the parents of, say, Dylan Klebold feel? Mm. You know who that is? Is that Nashville? No, that's Columbine. Okay. Now they had Dylan or Adam Lanza. That's up it's there, Sandy right? Hook. They're like, damn, why do we ever have this kid? Right. Why do we ever? And that was, you know, why do? So that was biologically. I mean, I'm telling you, they think, why did we ever adopt this? Sure. This is too much. Yeah. But look, love triumphs all, and and I know parents love their adopted kids as much as uh, biological kids, and that's beautiful. It's all beautiful, but you know. This is really horrendous. So, all right, I, I'm all mixed up. Where so is my, this kid governor, and what does it matter? Well, still in, in Canada with her biological mother. But one of the weird things is the governor of Montana Wait actually, a second. What the biological mother? She's back in the picture? That's where the child is living right now with her biological mother in Canada. And the parents are worried because they say they don't have a relationship and they don't think that the biological mother is in a position to care for the child. Uh, at this point, it's Canada's problem. <laughs> Talk to Justin Cross Trudeau. The border and I that's... mean, you know, I, we did everything we could. We got, you know, like, like, like I, I think it's she's best off in Canada. She's with the biological mother. Yes. And the state, the governor of Montana investigated this, and I guess the lieutenant governor is really kind of overseeing point on this. Kristen Juris, who is an experienced attorney, apparently. Let me guess. I'm going to make a wild. This kid was not adopted at birth. The kid was adopted at like twelve. And I don't think that's really adopted. I don't think I the, actually have that in front of me. I'm going to have to check. This on sounds that. more like a foster parent situation than an, than an adopted parent situation. And foster parents, those people are saints. And oh, by the way, they're trying to make it really hard for Christians to be foster parents. You know about that? No. Yeah, the Biden administration. They are trying to say that Christians and uh, or they're trying to make it so 
transgender friendly, mm. right? That uh, it's basically going to rule out a lot of people. Mm. So, all right. Well, whoever this kid is, the uh, best of luck. And um, you know, I can't. I, my, we got other problems. Fair enough. Fair. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think that there are a lot of uh, concerns over how you know schools are supposed to handle this transgender stuff, how parents are supposed to respond to it. You know, if if teenagers are expressing those kind of ideas or thoughts, but you know, not an easy solution. Um, it's an artificial problem. It was created by the left. It was created by perverts, quite frankly, uh, who get off on talking to children about gender and sex. I really believe that. Um, stay the hell out of it. You know, we've gender dysphoria is a real thing, right? It's also incredibly rare, incredibly rare. Now we've made it fashionable. Yeah, I was looking for an identity when I was a kid. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was all mixed up. Take this route, and you automatically get protected status. You get prestige. You get uh, status. You get all kinds of uh, uh, friends all over the place. Your your followers blow up on social media. I don't know. Would I have taken that mm. route? Um, I wonder how much that issue is being discussed in this social media hearing today on Capitol Hill. Well, let's go back to that. Stuff. Actually, is it? No, they just took a break. And uh, uh, you know, even Lindsey Graham, who's a real swamp rat, you can't rely on Lindsey Graham. Even he was good today mm. uh, on this issue. He said, "Facebook, you've got blood on your hands. You got blood on your hands." Um, so good for him. Let me uh, see what's going on here. Do me a favor, stand by. All right, so that's over. Sandra, you're back. Hi. Greg, I have to tell you something. Last night I was watching your show, and I said to myself, boy, oh, boy, I wish Greg could be a lawyer for uh, for Donald Trump. But then I thought, you know what? God put you where you are for a reason, because you are letting us all know how you did it last night on your show about E. Jay Carroll's. I mean, and I and I actually wrote in my notes, God bless you, Greg. And I mean that. You're doing something that's very important. And I, and I, and I love you for that. What could I say? That's really all I wanted to say today. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's amazing to me how few people in conservative media are doing what should be done, what needs to be done regarding these outrageous uh, judicial atrocities inflicted on President Trump. You know, most of Fox News, they can't stand President Trump. They can't. They hold their nose. They're all conflicted. They're all weird. Uh, I don't know. The bil- It's a billionaire thing, I think, between uh, the head of uh, whoever owns uh, uh, Fox and and Trump. Now, there are some people over there at Fox who really have genuine affection for Trump and want him to win and see. But most of those people over there, they don't. They really don't care, and I think part of it is they're paid too much money. I went through this. You know how much Gail King makes? I know she's not at Fox. She makes three hundred thousand dollars a week, a week. Rachel Maddow makes five hundred thousand dollars a week. George Stephanopoulos, two hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars per week. You don't get that kind of money for telling the truth, do you? I mean. That is, and I watch, I'm like, okay, well, what else are they providing? Are they, are they, are they this? Are they that? They're nothing. They're absolutely nothing. Hey, this, uh, Greg Kelly, Taylor Swift thing continues to be a real thing. Uh, they were talking about me on Joy Reid last night. They were talking about me on, on Morning Joe this morning. And all I said was, um, when it comes to Taylor Swift, the worship is coming, approaching something like idolatry. You know what idolatry is, Jane Slippin? 
I do. Yeah, the uh, false worship of an object or a being of some kind. And the the thing, the funny thing is, they all they say, they don't dismiss, they don't dispute that the pop culture, a lot of it is idolatry. They say, well, what about Trump? What about Trump? You guys worship Trump. And they don't, I don't think they really understand for a moment. Like, number one, political leaders, it's different. We, he's talking about ideas and he's talking about people. He's talking about us. Taylor Swift is self-absorbed. You can watch, you can go to every Taylor Swift concert for the rest of your life. A job is not going to be created. A crime is not going to be prevented. Um, a kid is not going to have their innocence maintained in, in, in childhood regarding sexuality. It is all about her, right? How many more billions can she make? Trump lost billions of dollars, you know? And Trump, when he comes in and gives a speech, it's just a guy behind a podium. It really is. Whereas she's got these, I don't know, statues and they fly her in. I mean, literally, she does this like Robin Hood thing. Or not Robin Hood. Who's that? Peter Pan? Did Peter Pan fly? Uh, Peter Pan did Peter fly. Peter Pan yes. fly. Uh, they put her on this this thing. To me, there's a difference. I call Trump like is kind of iconic. And that's okay. That's uh, that's different from an idol mm. and the worship. And these people are never questioned, by the way. We question Trump. I've asked Trump all kinds of you know, pointed questions. Watch watch Taylor Swift in a celebrity interview. That will never, ever, 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 ever yeah. happen. Well, she got right? all mad at the comedian at the, uh, what was that, the Golden Globes? How dare you make a joke about not even me, <laughs> the NFL cameraman. Right. So, all right. Anyway, it's kind of fun to be picked on, to be honest. I'm now, I, I, I love it. I love it. Or I love that I don't mind it, you know? And it's a, it's a sign that you're getting through. All right. What else should we do? Uh, oh, we're out of time. When we come back, though, when we come back, we have to talk to one of the families who lost a son in Afghanistan. One of my favorites, by the way. One of my absolute favorites are the Hoovers, and we'll be talking to them in a little bit. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. We have this from, uh, I don't like the FBI that much these days. You know, Friends of Biden Incorporated, forever blowing it, uh, forever bothering innocence. The FBI. Uh, why do I feel that way? Well, because they tried to sabotage the administration and the campaign of Donald Trump twice, twice Six, in 2016, 2020. The administration, that James Comey guy. Why hasn't he been arrested yet? But we have this and the FBI is pushing it. And I think this is a this is a legit warning here. Wall Street Journal, the U.S. government said it had disrupted a uniquely dangerous and potentially life threatening Chinese hacking operation that hijacked hundreds of infected routers and used them to covertly target American and allied critical infrastructure networks. Senior officials described the operation as part of an evolving and increasingly worrisome campaign by Beijing to position itself to detonate potentially damning, uh, damaging cyber attacks in any future conflict, including over Taiwan. Wednesday's announcement was part of a coordinated effort by senior Biden administration officials to raise concerns about China's advanced and well-resourced hacking prowess, which Western intelligence officials say 
has accelerated in terms of skill and sophistication over the past decade. Officials have grown particularly alarmed at Beijing's interest in infiltrating U.S. critical infrastructure networks. This is a world where a major crisis halfway across the planet could well endanger the lives of Americans here at home through the disruption of our pipelines, the severing of our telecommunications, the pollution of our water facilities, the crippling of our transportation modes, all to ensure that they can incite societal panic and chaos to deter our ability to marshal military might and civilian will. Yikes. That's from somebody named Jen Esterly. She is a director of the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Um, you know what I'm worried about? And I have this feeling it's going to happen. Everybody's text messages, everybody's text messages are going to become public like that. There'll be a huge dump because TikTok, they've got all of our text messages. I deleted TikTok, but I had it for a moment, and I think it still infected my phone. And listening to that hearing today, they can actually figure out every little keystroke you have made in the past couple of years. They can recreate. So they know a lot about us. And the Chinese Communist Party, they are actually specifically mad at me. And I got all kinds of, um, I mean, official, I'm not kidding about this, officials in the Chinese Communist Party were uh, attacking me and mocking me because I made fun of their Winter Olympics. Remember when they didn't have enough snow? They didn't have enough snow, and they had the ski jump right next to, I'm not kidding, a nuclear power plant. You know those cooling towers? You know those things that like kind of curve, right? It was the most amazing thing. And I said, I said, Winter Olympics, this looks like the nuclear Winter Olympics. How about not having, uh, how about not having the ski jump right next to the nuclear factory? I called it a nuclear factory because it was funnier that way. Anyway, it blew up. Chinese Communist Party officials started, uh, saying all kinds of things. And, um, then I got all kinds of weird bots from China following me and, uh, Crazy stuff started happening to my Twitter, so they've got my number. Steve in Monterey, hello. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I'd like to touch on two things that are pretty uh, eyebrow-raising, I think. When we were told the first story about this drone attack that killed three of our men, we were told that they had to shut down the uh, radar or whatever so they could let our drone land. And in that very brief window of opportunity, the other drone flew in. Subsequently, I've learned that, no, there are responders that identify all U.S. Or, 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 or friendly drones, and they don't have to shut down the whole system. So we're being fed a, a bag of lies, very similar to the Gulf of Tonkin. Secondly, I noticed there were three black officers that were the victims. Now, if you combine this with the Taylor Swift controversy, check this out. Hey, wait you a second. Uh, what difference does it make that they're black? I'm an, I think he's garnering the black vote because he promoted this one lady to a sergeant. All right, wait, 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 look. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that, pal. I don't buy that. I mean, I mean, just, I just don't buy it. All right. I mean, our government. I'm suspicious. I'm skeptical. I, uh, there, there's all kinds of things, but there are three heroes who died uh, over there, and um, you wouldn't be drawing these conclusions if they were white, right? I mean, no, no, I'm saying, I, I'm saying the drone attack itself is suspicious. We're being lied to about it. Yeah, that is, uh, I'm not dismissing that part. Steve, I got to go, but thank you.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 